How many of you have been watching the Winter Olympics? Some of you are like, they're going on, really? <laughs> yes, they have been going on. You know, it's interesting when you think about the Winter Olympics and think about how much time each and every one of those athletes spend on training. My cousin Heather lives in Val, Colorado. And her and her husband um, have two young girls who are now teenagers. And, and their daughter, um, they're just amazing on the slopes. They grew up in Vail, Colorado. They literally would ski. They would basically live on the mountain. So they would just out of their house do some backcountry skiing to go to the slopes where they would then go skiing for the day and stuff. That's, that's just what they did. And my cousin Heather has always been this avid, avid sports person and always into like extreme sports and loves snowboarding. But her daughters actually love to ski and they do all those tricks and, and all that crazy stuff. And so um, their one daughter actually is kind of someone that they've been looking at and has kept winning competition after competition and different things. And, and they've actually said that there's some possibilities of some Olympic hopeful in her and stuff. And so it's been exciting to kind of watch the pictures as they unfold online. But, but when you think about an athlete, you think about somebody who actually has been training what seems like a lifetime for a moment. For one moment. And yet, Sometimes those moments don't quite go how they thought they were going to go. I was reading an article the other day, and it was saying that this may be one of the most disappointing medal counts in U.S. history for the Winter Olympics. And yet this year, we sent more Olympic athletes than ever before. And when you think about that, you can think about, man, so what was it? Was it a problem with training? Was it a problem with, 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 them, with something that happened? No, it just came down to a moment, and in that moment, it didn't go the way it was supposed to. They didn't hit that. I mean, they're doing five rotations now in figure skating. Five rotations. Like, I can't even do one rotation let alone five rotations. And I was, I was watching, or I was reading a different article, actually, and it was talking about the science behind it. And literally, they're, they're trying to figure out if they can get into six rotations. They don't know if it's humanly possible, but they're saying that possibly with a different type of skate and designed a different way that it could somehow, I mean, you're talking everything has to be in complete alignment for that moment to unfold the way it's supposed to unfold. But could you imagine with me if the first time they tried it and they didn't make it, if they quit? What if the first time that things didn't go the way they were hoping it to go, they said, I'm done? I can tell you this, they would never be an Olympic athlete because they would never find themselves in a place of growing through the pain. And so here's the, the whole theme of the message today is this, is never quit. Never quit. 
Never quit. Never quit. Don't quit your marriage. Don't quit your relationships with others. Don't quit your family. Don't quit your workplace. Never quit. Now, some of you are like, but Pastor Brian, like, it's not healthy where I'm at. Never quit. Here's what I know, is that in our lives, we will face moments where we will want to quit. In my life, there have been moments where I've wanted to quit. Moments where I wanted to give up. Moments where I felt like I couldn't keep going. Moments where, where I said, no, I, I can't do this. And maybe today you feel that way. Maybe there have been moments where you've wanted to quit. Maybe to quit a job. Maybe to quit a team you played on. Maybe to, you wanted to quit a relationship. Or maybe you wanted to quit fasting. Maybe it's a moment where you just wanted to quit church. Maybe it's a moment where you wanted to quit just working all together. You just wanted to quit. You were like, I just, I can't take anymore. You were like Popeye, you know. Popeye would always say, I can't stick no more. And he would eat his spinach and boom, all of a sudden he'd become this other guy. He wasn't quitting in that moment. He was just saying, I just can't take it anymore. He determined not to quit, but to actually press through. The word quit by definition, would be this, to stop, to cease, or discontinue. To depart from, to give up, or resign from. Think about this for a minute. What is it in your life that you've wanted to stop? What is it in your life you've wanted to cease? What is it in your life you've wanted to discontinue? What is it in your life that you've tried to depart from? What is it in your life that you've tried to give up on or to resign from? There are things in your life that you said, I just got to quit this. Now listen, there are some things in our life that we do need to quit. Some of us need to quit gossiping. Some of us need to, to quit spewing out hate with our mouth. Some of us need to quit being abusive. Some of us need to quit bad habits. But I'm not talking about the things that you need to quit today. I'm talking about the things that you don't need to quit. I'm talking about things that God has called you and I to never give up on, to never quit. When I think through some of the success in my own life, I think back to moments where Kasha and I never quit. If you knew the moments where both of us faced moments where we wanted to quit, even in our marriage. Painful moments where we said, no, no, we're not going to. See, a lot of people will say, man, like, things are really good with you guys. And like, like, you guys just, I'm telling you, that comes with work. That comes with moments where we've said, we're just not going to quit. We're not going to quit. We're not going to quit communicating. We're not going to quit having intimacy with each other. We're not going to have, we're not going to quit doing the things that the enemy always tries to do. He always tries to, to get you to be silent. He always tries to get distance in yourselves. He's always trying to create distance between you and those that you love, but you've got to determine not to quit. When I think back through our life, I think to moments where we said we're not going to quit, but I also see throughout those moments, moments where we didn't quit reading the word, Moments where we didn't quit taking in worship music. Moments where we didn't quit actually spending time in prayer. Moments where we didn't quit fasting. We kept those disciplines in our life because we knew that there would come times where we would want to quit. And we all get there. 
There are moments in your life where you will want to quit. Maybe for you, last weekend, when you were in the middle of that time of prayer and fasting, maybe you wanted to quit. I'm not saying water-only fasting is an easy thing. I'm not even saying just one meal is an easy thing. I'm just saying this, it's worth it. And there are times where you want to quit, where your body say, no, you should quit, you should quit, you should quit. But those are the moments where we need to break through. What we see when we don't quit is we see God answering prayers and breaking through in areas of our lives. One of the things I love about fasting, and let me just talk on this for a minute, because this message was supposed to be last Sunday. <laughs> and I was like, the Lord, I just, I asked the Lord, I was like, God, like, do you still want me to preach it? Because actually I was going to give a prelude of it on the Wednesday night at Closer. But because of timing and everything, I couldn't even get into that. And I was like, okay, so I can't do it then. Then all of a sudden Sunday comes rolling around and we, we canceled the gathering. So I'm like, oh my goodness, like, am I going to be able to do this message? And I asked the Lord, I said, do you want me to do the message? And he was like, yes. And I was like, okay. But here's what I know about fasting is fasting gives us an opportunity to come away from the bombardment of life's difficulties and disappointments in order to hear clearly from the Lord. And there's something to be said of moments where you and I just find ourselves sitting there in silence, sitting there in prayer, sitting there just focused on the Lord. But what happens sometimes in those moments of silence is the enemy comes in and he wants to whisper things in your ear. Things like, you can't do it. You're not good enough. You should just quit. It's too hard. It's too much work. Just give up. Ever heard those things? Ever heard those whispers come in those moments of silence? The enemy is always saying this. The enemy is always saying, just quit. The enemy's always saying that. He's always looking at you and me and saying, just quit. Just quit. Oh, just quit. Just quit your marriage. Just quit your workplace. Quit being the father. Quit being the mother. Quit being who God's called you to be. Just quit. It's okay. Just quit. But God is calling you and I to not quit. See, what happens sometimes is that in the middle of the emotion, in the middle of temporary circumstances, we make permanent decisions. So let me say this. Never allow yourself to make permanent decisions based on temporary circumstances. Because temporarily, there are going to come moments where you're going to want to quit. I've watched individuals throughout this Olympic season fall. I've watched them fail. I've watched them not do the things that they were training a lifetime to do. And those temporary circumstances would say, you should just give up. You should just never do it again. Never skate again. Never ski again. Never curl again. Never sweep again. Like, what is that anyways? I just don't even know. Never do that again. Why? Because, well, because the temporary circumstances just said that you can't do it. But what I love about Olympic athletes is this, is that they pull something from deep down inside that says, now nah, that's not going to define me. I'm going to keep pressing through. Because what they refuse to do is allow temporary circumstances to force them to make permanent decisions. There are going to come temporary circumstances in your life that you're going to want to make permanent decisions based on. Can I just encourage you with something? Just don't quit. Press through. Temporary things happen all the time in life. 
I was reading a book prior to our fast called The Fasting Edge. It's by Judson Franklin. And in that book, he was talking about and he gave the example of Navy SEALs. Now, since I was a boy, I have desired to always want to be a Navy SEAL. In fact, <laughs> um, when I was growing up, I always thought I would be in the military, and I actually wanted to be a SEAL. My dad was in the Navy um, growing up. Now, I didn't want to do what my dad did. He was an electrician on an aircraft carrier. I didn't, didn't want to do that, but I did want to be a Navy SEAL. And I remember sitting there as a young boy watching movies and thinking and putting myself in those scenarios and reading books and learning about the training and learning about everything they had to go through to be a Navy SEAL. And actually, I thought that's what I would do. Even, even prior, I had a calling on my life in ministry. I knew that God was calling me into ministry. And so the way I kind of had it all worked out in my mind was as I was going to join the military and be a chaplain. And that's how I was going to accomplish my goal for ministry. And so I remember going and meeting with the recruiter and everything, and I took the test, and I passed all the tests, and all of a sudden they come back and they give me a denial letter because when I was younger and I was running in church, which you should never run in church, I was running around a sanctuary, it's kind of similar to this, it was a little more round, and, and how the doors swing out like this. Well, at this church, the doors would swing right out into the actual um, hallway. And so I'm running like this, and all of a sudden the door swings out. I'm like, hit the door or just kind of jump to the side. And so I jump to the side as I'm running and I go like that and my ankle just stays right here and my leg goes over here. And uh, so they put pins and plates and screws and all the works in there. And something about the military just didn't want my pins and plates and screws. They said if I had them all removed that they would accept me. And I'm like, so what do I got to do for that? And they're like, well, you have to have surgery. I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> And so now I'm in ministry. <laughs> Saving people from the devil's grip. <laughs> but I was, and I always have been, just taken back by seals. <laughs> you know, as you read about seals, here's one of the things you'll find, though, is they have a commitment to never quit. They have a commitment to never quit. Think about that for a second. Are you committed to never quitting? When Kasha and I got married, we actually just said, hey, listen, here's the deal. There are going to come times where you're not going to like me, but you don't get an option. You just don't get an option. You, it's just, you're stuck with me. You better know that when you come into this. Now listen, I know that some of you have been through the pain of divorce. And please, by no means am I saying these things to be condemning to you. What I'm trying to do is save marriages. Because here's what I know, is that you would never wish the things you've had to go up through on anyone else. Because I've heard from you. I've heard of the pain and the struggles. I've heard of the things that you've faced. And I know you never walked into it thinking it was going to be that way. 
And I understand there are unhealthy situations that some of you have had to distance yourself from, so please don't place yourself in those moments because the Word of God says there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So if condemnation is coming your way, it's from the enemy, don't listen to that. Take that and say, nope, that's not who I am. I'm not going to receive that. But I want people who are married to know this, don't quit. Don't quit. Fight through it. Have a commitment to never quitting. See, there are correlations between this idea of fasting and, and putting ourselves in a moment with the Lord where we're saying, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to strip away everything else and I'm going to put my attention and focus on you with this idea of never quitting. In fact, I would say this. What fasting actually does is it breaks you down. It breaks you out of the worldly ruts and routines so that you can then be built back up in the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit. See, God wants to build you and I up with a spirit that says, I will not quit. Even when things get hard, I'm not going to quit. Even when things don't go my way, I'm not going to quit. Even when I fail, I'm not going to quit. But the enemy is almost like that of a SEAL instructor. Now just come with me for a moment. A SEAL instructor's job is to try to get the candidates to quit. They do whatever they can to make the candidate quit. From physical things that just, I mean, no one should ever have to face. I mean, there are moments they're trying to get them to quit, but along the way of trying to get them to quit, one of the things that they're trying to also teach them is this, is that you can't do it alone. And so as you read on it, one of the things you'll find is in the very early stages of, of SEAL training, what they'll do in the beginning is they'll say this, they'll say, they, they put them in these underwater training exercises, and in those underwater training exercises, the one thing that they are told that they can never do is ever get within or with, um, without being within arm's length of the person that they are actually been teamed up with. If they get within, you know, if they, if they become greater distance, they automatically get counted down for that. Why? Because what they're trying to teach them is this idea of that no matter what, we stick together. No matter what, we stick together. And can I just say, man, the church, we need to learn this. That no matter what, we stick together. That no matter what happens, we stick together. That no matter what's going on, we stick together. No matter what's going on in someone's life, we stick together with them. That we are always keeping within an arm's length of others who are around us because we say, no, we're in this thing together. I can't imagine doing ministry without Kasha because we're in this thing together. Her and I are an amazing team when when we are together, when we're staying within arm's length. But sometimes things get tough. Sometimes we want to drop out. Sometimes marriage gets tough. Work gets tough. Family gets tough. Church gets tough. Health gets tough. And there are times where we want to have what is known as a uh, DOR moment, which is drop on request. See, in, in SEALs, they... They have this D-O-R moment, and, and what it is is they have a, a bell, and if you go and ring that bell, you're out. You're saying, I can't take it anymore, I'm done, and they go over and they ring the bell, and it means they're dropping on request. You see, some of us, 
have been tempted to ring the bell. Some of us have been tempted to ring the bell on our health. Some of us have been tempted to ring the bell on our marriage, on our finances, on the things around us. We've, we've been tempted because everything seems like it's coming against us. But can I just tell you, don't drop on request. Just don't do it. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. And then it says this, Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Think about this. There are people who are cheering us on. There are people who are saying, come on, you've got this. You can do this. There are people who are in your court right now, and they're saying, come on, you can do this. The question is, is will you ring the bell? The question is, is will you drop out? Will you drop on request? Or will you push through? It's interesting because in SEAL training, they have this thing called Hell Week. And Hell Week is, well, it's just like it sounds. It is a week that is determined to put you in the worst of worst situations. And their goal is to get you to drop out. But here's what happens. Some know that the goal of those instructors is to actually get them to drop out. And they have some deep down thing that they pull from that pushes them through even a week known as hell week. And so they don't drop on request. Think about the enemy for a minute. His goal is to what? Get you to D-O-R. He wants you to drop on request. He wants you to be the one who goes over and rings the bell on certain things in your life. Because here's what he knows. He can't force you to ring the bell. He doesn't get the privilege of making the decision for you to ring the bell. Guess what? Only one person gets to ring the bell. It's you. Only one get person gets to call it quits. It's you. No one else. You. The enemy knows his role is to get you to drop on request. The question is, is do you know your role? Do you know that your role is to never quit? Do you know that your role is to push through even the hardest of times? You see, there are areas of weakness in your life. Yeah. And the enemy will try to use those weaknesses. But if you'll have a never quit attitude, what will happen is, is you'll press through those weaknesses and you'll overcome any obstacle that is in your way. See, too many of us are quitting. And the battle is not even your spouse. The battle is not even your financial problem. The battle is not even that illness no, the real battle is first won in your thinking. See, before you ever face the moment out on the field, before you ever face the struggle in life, the real battle must first be won in your thinking. That's why we spend time in God's Word, so that our mind is 
put into the word of God and we begin to allow that to come in and we start thinking not like ourselves. We start thinking like the Lord. We start thinking, oh no, I'm an overcomer. No, 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 I'm more than an overcomer. Not even just an overcomer. I'm more than an overcomer. No, I have Jesus Christ living inside of me no matter what I may face. The battle is won in your mind before it's ever won out on the field. But the devil desires to break your mind down. He wants to break you down mentally, to cause you to give up, to quit, to say, I can't take it anymore. And what he wants you to do is he wants you to use your DOR moment. He wants you to drop on request. He wants you to ring the bell. And what happens is, is you and I get to the point where we believe we have no more energy to fight, no more ability to overcome. But here's what I'm here to remind you of, is that you and I are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. And his strength and abilities are living and active inside of you. And the only way this can become a reality in your life is if you remove the quit option. Notice there's no bell on this stage. No bell on the stage. Great example would be, but we don't even need a bell. Why? Because we should not have a bell in our lives that we can go and drop on request. We don't need that option. I love what the writer in the book of Hebrews continues to say. It says, therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has great reward. For you have need of endurance so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. Listen, you and I need endurance like those in the SEAL program to continue to fight past all the pain, all the struggle, all the difficulties in our mind. And what we need to do is make our minds up to say, no, I'm going to trust God in the middle of this. I'm in the middle of a race. I'm in the middle of a moment that I'm facing. I need endurance and God has promised to give that to me. See, what happens is many times as Christians, we start out on fire for God. And somewhere along the way, we encounter our own hell week that the enemy has designed to try to get you to DOR. And what he tries doing is he tries to get you to ring the bell, to give up. But my prayer for us in 2018 is that we will determine to never ring the bell. That our minds will be made up and say, no, 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 no. That's not an option for me. And like Paul, who said this in Romans 8, 37, know in all things that we are more conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, today, today what we can hold on to is this, is we are more than conquerors in Jesus Christ. And if you'll determine in your heart that you will no matter what, there's no quick option, there's no DOR moment, then Jesus, who is the ultimate example, the author and finisher of our faith, will then allow us to run the race that we've been called to run. Sure, there'll be moments of failure. Sure, there'll be moments of disappointment. Sure, there'll be moments that you don't even understand. But you and I are being called to remove the moments that the enemy's trying to say quit. Philippians 1.6 says, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. See, here's the beauty is God will never quit you. He'll finish you. You need to remove the quit option from your walk with God and set aside time to say, God, you're going to be 
my number one focus. And the way that we do that is by finding agreement. Jeremiah 23, 29 says this, Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, like a hammer that breaks the rocks into pieces? See, God's word is powerful for you and I. Luke 1.37 says this, For no word from God shall be void of power. So what you and I need to do is, in order to find ourselves in moments where we don't DOR, is what we need to do is we need to find power in agreement. And if you would walk away with anything this morning, my prayer is this, is that you would walk away and say, no, I have power in agreement. Power in agreement in my life. You see, the secret to never quitting is agreement with God. The secret to never quitting is agreement with God. Matthew 18, and I close with this, says this in verse 18. Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if two agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. You see, there is power in agreement. So how do you never ring the bell? How do you never quit? You find agreement. You say, okay, God, here's the thing. I know I face this. I know I have this moment. This has happened in my life. We go through all these different scenarios, but in the midst of all those scenarios we're going through, we find power and agreement with God's word. And we say, you know what? No, God's word actually says this. I'm going to align myself with that. Husbands, the word of God says, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for them. We find power in agreement. The battle's won here before it ever happens on the battlefield. But you and I have to get rid of the DOR moments and say, no, no, there's no bell for me to ring. I'm not going to ring it. Some of you are facing things in your health right now, and you're sitting there, and, and the enemy's coming in and saying, why don't you just give up? Why don't you just give up? Maybe even others around you are saying, man, listen, I know the doctor. This is what they said. Just, just begin to prepare. And yet God is saying to you, no, 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 just don't quit. Don't quit. Never quit believing for your healing. Never quit believing for a restoration. Never quit believing for that. Some of you are believing for a child to come to know Jesus. Maybe they've fallen away. Can I just encourage you, never quit. Never quit. Never quit believing for that. Never quit believing for that moment to happen. I heard a story of someone in our church who other people had said she was taking care of an elderly gentleman who was in hospice. She found herself there at his bedside day after day and people would say things like, he's one of the hardest men ever, he's really mean, he's really, he's really hateful, all these different things. And this woman, she just said, you know what? I'm not gonna ring the bell on this guy. I'm just going to keep telling them about Jesus. And sure enough, you know what happened? That man ended up giving his heart and life to Jesus. And you know what happened? Two days later, he died. Two days. Two days later, after he had given his life to Jesus, 
you passed away. What if that woman had rung the bell like others? What if she had said, oh, that's just, he's just, he's just a stubborn old man. That's just who he is. But you know what I love about this lady, and I'm not going to say her name, but one of the things I can say about her is this, is she is constantly, constantly believing the best in other people. Even when other people have tried to kick her down, other people have done different things, other people have tried to get her to ring the bell, she's just like, no, I'm just not going to do it. And I'm going to believe that for other people. And she did that for this man, and that man ended up giving his life to Jesus. And I believe if he surrendered his life to Jesus, he prayed that prayer, and he said, Jesus, forgive me my sins. Guess where that man is? He's in heaven. Though he would have lived a lifetime of disgust, a lifetime of misery, a lifetime of moments that people say, man, he's the meanest man you'd ever meet. That didn't matter because one moment with Jesus changed everything. Why? Because someone didn't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. So, Father, across this room, God, people who are watching right now online, I pray that there would be your spirit that would rise up inside of us right now, that people across this room would say, no, 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 I'm not going to quit. I pray, God, that people who are facing things in their marriage right now, that you would rise up inside of them, and in their mind, they would determine, no, this is a moment I am not going to quit. God, I pray for people who are facing health challenges right now, that God, right now inside of them, God, healing would rise up inside of them and say, I'm not going to quit. People who are facing financial difficulties would say, I'm not going to quit. People who are facing things in their relationships with others would say, I'm not going to quit. God, those who are struggling with things even maybe going on in this church body, God, that they would determine in their hearts and lives to say, I am not going to quit, God, that people would rise up and they would say, the bell is not the option. There's no drop on request. I am pressing through. The battle will be won because I know who I serve and I know who has called me to not quit. So Father, I pray that you would deposit into people today, God, everything they need to face the battles, to even when they've been knocked down, even when things didn't go their way, to stand back on their feet and to say, I will not quit. God, thank you. Thank you, God. You've called us to be more than conquerors in Christ Jesus our Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.